This podcast is a production of the Mississippi State University Division of Development and Alumni. Welcome in, everyone. My name is Ava Richardson, and I'm the coordinator of Young Alumni Programs and Alumni Outreach for the MSU Alumni Association. We are excited to reintroduce our Ask the Expert series that provides real-world tips and tricks to recent MSU graduates. As you can see and hear, we're now offering each interview as a podcast you can easily listen wherever you are. Before we hear from today's guest, we've got several young alumni programs that you can get involved with. Our Young Alumni Travel Program offers the opportunity for our young alum to travel together exclusively with others from your alma mater and in your age range. We are offering a trip to Greece in June and California wine country in September. The Bulldog Network is a networking and mentoring platform that we have launched to give our alum the opportunity to easily mentor and communicate with current students. You can also upload job opportunities and make connections within a community exclusively for Bulldogs. Now let's get to today's interview with Jerry Tony, class of 96, the Mississippi president of Cadence Bank and former MSU alumni national president. Enjoy. Hello everyone, my name is Ava Richardson and I'm the coordinator of Young Alumni Programs and Alumni Outreach for the MSU Alumni Association. Today we're speaking with Jerry Tony about financial literacy. Uh, Jerry is the Mississippi president of Cadence Bank and senior wealth advisor for Cadence Investment Services. Uh, but before we get started, uh, Mr. Tony, could you tell us a little more about yourself and what you do? Absolutely, no, and excited to be with you today. So uh, first of all, I'm a Mississippi State alum. I've been with Cadence Bank for 20, a little over 24 years. So, uh, so most of that entire time has been on the, the investment side, uh, working with our clients on investments, financial planning, uh, really kind of helping map out their financial future and working closely with them along that path. My first question for you would really be, what does it mean to be financially literate? Great, great first question. And I think being financially literate really is uh, is really kind of having the skills that allow you to make uh, make solid financial decisions, uh, having a really good understanding of, of savings, investing, and debt management, how all those work together, uh, really being comfortable in, in making uh, financial decisions uh, that are well thought out, uh, that are not just spur of the moment uh, uh, thoughts as well. Those all sound like important um, tools, basically financial management tools. So what do you think are the most important ones and how do you use them uh, appropriately, I guess I would say? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's really interesting. And even you know, when we start talking about financial management tools, one of the first things we start thinking of is software mm-hmm. and, and the systems that are there. And, and my goodness, when we look at the systems that are available today versus what was available uh, five to 10 to 20 years ago, it, it's, it's amazing. And it really helps uh, so much from a financial planning, financial management standpoint because we can track things. Uh, you know, it used to be that we had to wait for our bank statement to come in the mail uh, to really kind of go through and then reconcile it and balance it. And then with uh, the advent of online banking and instant information, uh, we really can get information pretty much on everything instantly. And I think that's incredible and really allows us to uh, to truly use all of those tools uh, in, in kind of mapping out our financial future. I think one of the, one of the real important things there though is writing down your financial goals. Uh, and, and maybe at the beginning of the year, uh, end of the year, as we come, come into the holidays and, and have a little downtime, usually it's a great, great time to sit, sit down, kind of map out what our financial goals are for, for the next year. It's just like everything else. If we write it down. Uh, we hold ourselves just a little bit more self-accountable uh, for those goals. I think also as we're starting out, 
uh, debt management and making sure that we're really kind of tracking the debt piece. And it's, it's easy to, uh, to buy now, pay later. Uh, is that always the right decision? And so that's, uh, that's something we want to look at. And I think that kind of goes within our mapping out our financial goals. Uh, and then also with that too, as far as tools, tracking our net worth and really kind of mapping that out as well and documenting it. And again, the systems that are available now, so, so much easier than what this would have been where we had to do it years ago at an Excel spreadsheet or a ledger. So I, I know you talked about debt management and I think a lot of our young alumni, especially coming out of college or dealing with that, you have um, debt, student loans. What would you say are the most important things for a newly graduated student to keep in mind when it comes to finances and holding yourself financially accountable? Couple of things there. I think I think one of the one of the first is certainly time is on your side. Uh, we're, we're we're just finishing school. We've got an entire career of us uh, ahead of us. Uh, and while thirty years uh, sounds like a long time, the reality is it's really it, it's not. It, it flies by pretty pretty quickly. Thirty to 40, 40 years. The importance of compounding and, and the importance that uh, to your point earlier, saving a dollar now and what that adds uh, to over over a period of time when we add an interest rate to that. I think another thing and probably one of the more important things is uh, debt management. It's easy to get out of school and, and really kind of want to live a life that someone else is living. Uh, we, we've worked hard. We've got a degree. Uh, we're excited about this new chapter of life uh, with, a, with a new career, uh, but, but really easy to take on more debt than probably we should do. Uh, and so really, again, that goes back to what we said earlier of having a plan, mapping it out. Certainly, we're going to probably want a home. Uh, maybe that starts with an apartment. Maybe it moves into a first-time home purchase, uh, automobile, things of that nature. Uh, but really kind of keeping a handle on the debt, making sure that there truly is a plan. You know, I always like to say, let's not borrow money for a depreciating asset. It's really easy to do, uh, to look at that new computer or the entertainment system, whatever it may be. Uh, but as we all know, once we buy that item, it's immediately depreciating in, in value, We're taking on debt on a depreciating asset, that's really an easy way for us to get upside down pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. That's very true, especially, like you said, coming straight out of college, you have these goals and aspirations. And you know, when you start out, you might not have the highest paying job. So you have these um, goals that you have and things that you want to buy and you kind of want to rush it. And so um, I think the information that you're giving is so important to realize, slow it down, uh, live within your means. Now, what I do want to know is what if you weren't financially responsible um, in your younger years, but now you're older, you're really trying to turn things around. How would you suggest going about that? Well, first of all, that's a, that's uh, uh, an important thing to look at of, you know, maybe I've, I've got myself in a, in a hole. How do I get out of it? Uh, there's an old Chinese proverb that it says that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is today. And the same thing applies with our financial management. Really, let's not worry about what we did years ago. We can't control that. We can only control from this point going forward. Let's sit down. Let's look at the situation that we're in. Let's map out a plan going forward. And, and let's really kind of stick to that plan uh, and, and make sure that we're disciplined. Uh, we're focused on, on you know, the financial management side of things. Uh, we all get busy. We all are, you know, career-wise, uh, family, those type things, and finances are something that are easy to kind of push this side and say, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Uh, and, and that works for a short window of time, but if we continually push it to the side, we do find ourselves in a, in, in a little bit of a hole. Uh, so I think your, your question, though, uh, you know, start today as soon as you can, you know, get with somebody. And so that's, that's another thing of, you know, maybe I 
maybe I um, don't have a background in finance and, and I hear all these terms and I see all these things and I don't really understand them. I would, I would encourage you to, to get with someone that's a trusted advisor that you can work through uh, and put together a, a plan itself. I always suggest finding a, a, a CFP, a certified financial planner, uh, somebody that's in your local market uh, that you trust, that you relate to, that you feel like you've got a good personal and professional relationship with, and you can continue that on uh, throughout your career. We'll be right back. Our alumni recruitment network is an opportunity for you, our alumni, to reach out and impact the college decision of a prospective student. Through this program, we have a unique opportunity to share with students our experiences and love for Mississippi State University, while also inspiring them to join our Bulldog family. With activities like letter writing, attending college fairs, and serving as a representative at award ceremonies, you can play an integral role in strengthening our student body. I hope you'll join me in this mission to assure and strengthen our university's future. Hail State! And now, back to the show. So you're obviously knowledgeable about financial literacy and debt management. So you talk about having that person to help you understand those terms that may just go, kind of go over your head. Who was that person for you growing up? Like, how did you get to the point that you are now? Yeah. So, so I actually grew up, it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, I always said I would never be a banker. Uh, I grew up, I like to say I, I grew up in a, in a bank. My, my mother worked for the same bank for, for 50 years. Uh, my father-in-law worked uh, in banking uh, for 40 some odd years. So I was always in, uh, exposed to, to banking as a, as a young child. Uh, and I guess for me, it was probably just having those, uh, those, those adults that I uh, connected with and related to. But then again, the background from Mississippi State. I mean, that, 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 that I've, I've always said, I'll never be able to give back Mississippi State all that it gave me. Uh, from having a solid financial uh, background, having a really, really good understanding about life skills uh, and all the other pieces that tr just truly came from, from my time at Mississippi State. Yes, of course. And that speaks volumes for you to be um, an alum and for me to be a fresh out alum. I just graduated this um, past spring and I feel the same way. I feel like I've been properly equipped um, to handle these challenges that are going to come forward. Uh, so something else I wanted to ask you, do you think that there's a difference between managing your money when you're fresh out of college um, as opposed to when you're working a few years, starting a family, buying a house? Are there different ways to go about things or do you suggest just the same strategy? No, I do think as we, we progress through life, we have different goals uh, and, and you know, we want to have a financial plan, whether that's a plan that we've put together and work with somebody and, and maybe it's not a, a complete comprehensive plan that we're going through when we're in college or as a new graduate. But as life changes, our, our goals and our plans are going to change. And so I, I've always believed in you know, what we call a bucket system. And, and maybe we have buckets of, of dollars that we set aside for different purposes. Uh, so maybe we have our, our cash needs, which are our checking savings, things of that nature, which are going to be a you know, Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon uh, access to funds. Uh, then we have more of an intermediate piece. Maybe I'm going to take a vacation at Christmas uh, or spring break. So I need to set aside dollars for that. Uh, and then maybe even a longer term, maybe I'm going to need a new automobile in the next couple of years. Maybe I'm going to want to start buying that first home. 
setting dollars aside with a specific goal tied to them uh, really creates that that interdiscipline uh, and really kind of targeting funds associated with with whatever that goal might be. That's so important. And that was something that I was actually just about to ask you about. I find that uh, with myself just getting started, uh, it's very important for me to realize, oh, I can't just go on this trip now. My parents aren't going to give me the money as soon as I ask them. I actually have to plan for this. So um, you kind of have already answered this, but it's specifically going into how to budget and how to save. Um, You talked about putting those dollars away. Could you go into a little more detail, I guess I would say, about specifically if someone just comes up to you and says, I really don't know how to budget my money. How would you explain that to them? Well, but budget for most people is a horrible word because it 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 says that we're getting very stringent. We're restricted on what we can do with our dollars, uh, and I think every budget has to be flexible enough so that it it can bend as as life changes. Uh, but it also has to account for the unexpected, and so we can look at the fact that we have X number of dollars coming in. If we allocate X every one of those X dollars toward a specific goal our budget is likely going to fail because life is going to throw us a curveball. We're going to have things that hit us that we don't expect. Uh, you know, we need an automobile breaks down. The, we need a new air conditioner, whatever it may be. We need new clothes for an interview uh, that, that we're not going to expect. So the budget has to be flexible enough so that we build in dollars uh, that are, you know, for reserve, for an emergency, for whatever else it may be. But then again, I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier of tracking it, keeping up with it. Uh, and, and maybe we don't want to get down to every, you know, every dollar every month, but I think at least just having a system where we kind of map it out, you know, going back to what we talked about earlier, writing down the goals for the year uh, and then making sure that we, we stick to that. We look at that a couple of times through the year and it just kind of keeps us mentally uh, accountable. Mm-hmm. Those unexpected expenses really do come up. My first couple of weeks with him working, my I got a flat tire all types of stuff was going on with my car. My dad was like, yeah, this is going to be how much it is. I'm like, wow, I just start getting paid and I'm already having to handle these expenses. So they really do. They really do pop up. And it's so, so important. Um, One of the last things I wanted to ask you, um, do you have any advice for someone who doesn't understand financial literacy and would like to be more knowledgeable in the area. I know you said um, finding that person, uh, you you kind of grew up with those adults in your life who were very helpful to you, who were financially literate themselves, but someone who maybe didn't grow up um, around adults that were uh, financially knowledgeable and they don't know how to go about finding someone to help them, how would they need to do that? So I think in today's world, it's, it's easy to, to quickly go to uh, an online search and start trying to get information. And I think that's, that's still a good process to go through because we can get information. But I think the, the, the downside to that is we need to develop relationships with, with trusted advisors and trusted people that we can have a dialogue and a conversation uh, with. And, and, and so, uh, again, I think it goes back to getting with somebody that, that you trust in the industry. And, and I always do suggest a CFP, Certified Financial Planner, because when you work with somebody that has that designation, they're acting in a fiduciary capacity and they're working for your best interest. Uh, they're not trying to sell a product or anything of that nature. And they're really gonna kind of help guide. I think it's important to know your banker. I think again, in a, in a, in a world of online where most, most things we can get uh, through, through an online system, it's important to know somebody so that when you, you do have those unexpected things come up. You can sit down with your banker. Uh, you can have those conversations uh, and you can get direction and guidance uh, from them as well. Mm-hmm. I think asking questions, 
uh, not just accepting everything at face value and, and really kind of digging and uh, prodding and, and not being afraid to ask, ask the questions. Yeah, especially with this type of stuff, it could easily go over your head. So if you don't understand, I think it's important to say, hey, I don't understand that. Could you explain that to me in another way? Um, well, finally, uh, I would like to ask you, is there anything else that you would like to add? Anything that you think our young alumni should know about financial literacy, um, saving, debt management, anything of that matter? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I love to uh, I love to use the quote and I don't know who it's attributed to, but uh, especially as, a, as an early uh, new graduate getting getting out, uh, the whole thought of I'm going to live like no one else does today so I can live like no one else does tomorrow. Uh, you know, as, as we first graduate, get that first job, start saving for retirement, set funds aside, uh, go ahead and start thinking about that next step of life and being diligent and truly an exciting time. Uh, starting a new career, uh, coming out of the university, maintain the connections with the university. Uh, you know, I mean, I think that the, the family that exists through Mississippi State and all the connections that exist, don't be afraid to reach back out to, uh, to professors either in this finance department or whatever other, other uh, department uh, and, and ask questions, get advice. Uh, and I think, I think the willingness to help is, is certainly uh, there at a very, very deep Yes, sir. I most definitely agree with you. There are so many resources here um, that you just have to take the time to utilize and take the time to ask those questions. So I appreciate you putting that in. Uh, that's so, so very important. Well, Mr. Tony, I want to thank you for sitting down and kind of dumbing down these questions that I had for you. I know um, I, I'm saying fresh out of college, but even years into, um, there's still some of those terms and some of those um, financial management tools that you really um, sometimes need help with someone to explain that to you. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do that. Um, and for being our first guest on the podcast version of Access Experts. Absolutely. Glad, glad to do it and go dogs.